I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that one yet. It's on my Netflix. But I haven't seen that one yet. Guys, I make shitty coffee. Yeah, I saw... I mean, what are you looking for in coffee, though? For it to taste good, like... You know when you get coffee at like a deli or at a restaurant and it tastes good? Yeah. What is I, the what is the difference? Is yours coming out like too weak? It just tastes shitty. <laughs> I don't know what a playing us some tragic O. Henry shit. Yeah. I make excellent coffee and I don't drink it at home. <laughs> it's it just turns into some like it tastes like something that, you know, you'd be drinking in the Civil War. I don't know what I, <laughs> Well, I mean, I actually think that, like, a lot of, like, coffee that is supposed to, like, I'm not a big fan of Stumptown coffee, which everybody is in love with. I've like, never had it. I've heard a lot about it. It's, I think it's got too much, like, chicory taste in it. And, and like, I don't know. I don't understand why people are so excited about chicory, because that's yeah. literally what they drank in the Civil War when they yeah. did the Civil War. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's expensive. <laughs> we should bring back acorn coffee. Well, get that get that my side of the mountain shit. Going I was about to say, there's nothing you can't make from acorns. You can make <laughs> bread. You can make a deer, I think, out of acorns. <laughs> that book was like the disaffected child's guide to running away from home, and it's totally a great idea. Now, I have never read My Side of the Mountain. Which no brings way. us to the title of the show. I haven't seen that. <laughs> yes. I have not seen those words in sequence on a page. And I'm Whitney, and the boy is Mark, and our guest this week is Martha Smith, who I have Ooh. known for 17 years? 17, yeah, it was 17 this July. Yeah. Wow. Because <laughs> if you can't have your, your best friends on your podcast, what the fuck can you do? Even the point. <laughs> um, yes, I, I met Whitney at a teen, teen writer camp. Where you stick a bunch of nerds on a college campus for a week, and they cry and write poetry and make friends for life. Yeah, it's pretty great. Pretty great. High emotions run high at a camp for teen poets. I. <laughs> what if it was like Ender's Game, and and the people who were the best poets, they were going to take you and make you write poetry against aliens? <laughs> How do you know that didn't happen? <laughs> There's, was there a, a lot kid? You don't know about our early twenties, Mark. Was there a really intense kid who wrote the best poetry who just disappeared at the end? <laughs> I was going to say something that I shouldn't. Never mind. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think Martha knows what I was going to say too. I think I do know what you were going to say, and that's not yeah. our story to tell. Yeah. Welcome to our podcast stories we can't tell. <laughs> um. My today, my uh, my microphone is sitting atop a like really precarious pile of books because it w- used to be on a cardboard box, but I used up all of our cardboard boxes trapping mice and taking them to the park <laughs> for like picnics. <laughs> well, like it it was last last weekend to to like Tuesday morning. I caught uh, six mice in my kitchen. Because the, they kept getting into the sink and then weren't able to get out of the sink. And each time I put them in boxes and took them to the park to let them out. Because uh, there's like a big like near wilderness park near us. Uh, and um, so, but at the end I was like, these guys just want to ride to the park. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, I think you must have displaced a whole family. <laughs> I know. It, I mean, that, that's well, no, what I think. I think. You, you put them all together in the end. I just Yes. Although one of them definitely had babies and all of the babies got in your sink. <laughs> and now they've all been eaten by predators together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I, oh, one night we got some had been like, like, like doggy paddling in we I was soaking a, a brownie tray and two mice like doggy paddled in it all day and then we got them out and they were all like bedraggled and I took them to the park and then the next morning at six thirty I found three more mice so I took those mice to the park too and one of the mice from the previous night uh, didn't make it. <laughs> I so was, it was just... stuck in a box with its dead relative all night. Oh no! I was I was leaving them like on the on the ground in the park. Okay. But but I'm one of them. I was thinking this story got left cute real fast. Yeah. Um, just assembling a pile of dead mice in the park. I had a, well, I have my I have mice in my apartment now, and I had mice in my old apartment, and they like there would be mornings when I would get up, be ready to go to work, and I get in the shower, and there'd just be a mouse in the tub. I'm like, well, fuck, I gotta do <laughs> like a mouse in the tub, unable to hop out. And like mouse poop all over the tub because they've been shitting in terror. Yeah, and I'm just like, well, I got now I got to deal with this. It's like let me email in late to work. Yeah, calling in mouse. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> one of the days I was supposed to go to like morning yoga, and and I like it took me so long finding a box and everything. I put the mice in the box, and I was like, I'm not gonna be able to have time to drop this off in the park before I go to yoga. And I was like, maybe I'll just leave it on the kitchen table for my wife who's asleep right now. And so I taped up the box and on the, well, I taped up the sides. I, I left the top open for air and on it, I wrote, do not open box of mice, three mice inside. <laughs> and I was just going to leave it there and like text my wife. And then I was like, that's no, that's not gonna, that's not gonna Don't work. Do that. She's, <laughs> she's not going to be pleased about it. So it doesn't matter how many notes you leave on the box. Your spouse <laughs> doesn't want to wake up to a box of mice. She's like, Oh, okay. That's what's in there. <laughs> oh, there's three. Oh, I'm so glad there's not two or five. <laughs> my mice. Thank God it's a prime number. I'm yeah. out of mice. <laughs> um, I mean, that's marriage skills right there. <laughs> so good work. Good work. <laughs> You've got to learn how to compromise and not leave boxes of rodents around. <laughs> oh, we're cute, though. They were. They're so. They were so tiny. They're definitely little babies. Oh, buddies. Well, they're all gone now, and my apartment smells extremely strongly of uh, peppermint because we wiped every surface down with peppermint, um, and I haven't like seen hip, any since. a hippie way to keep mice from coming in? Yeah, yeah, I think so. It um, works. Hmm. I believe this is like the third or fourth time we've shared that, yeah. that pro tip on this podcast. <laughs> We're now sponsored by Real Simple. <laughs> oh, that explains why I got this lovely box of uh, organic cleaning products and spelt. Speaking of real simple, uh, I was reading Oprah magazine in the toilet. Uh, <laughs> the better the toilet. real simple, but, yeah, much better. And uh, I the the whole big um, feature in this month is all about sex, and it had a little bit of like uh, exciting sex things you can buy to spice up your relationship. And one of them was weed lube, available oh. in available in uh, Colorado and. Uh, wherever the hell Washington Oregon yeah wherever, wherever it's legal it's a lube with a with, with weed in it <laughs> that is 
does not seem like the most efficient way of accomplishing either of those tasks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, in Real Simple this month, the big theme was gourds. <laughs> <laughs> Real Simple was kind of on the nose this month, but there was an article about uh, finding pants that fit. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, honey, there's an article about finding pants that fit. And she just, she, my wife looked at me with such a scene. She was like, yeah, I've read Real Simple's article on finding pants that fit. They put out an issue every year with an article about finding pants that fit. <laughs> Why do I even subscribe? <laughs> you subscribe to Real Simple so that it helps you feel bad about the things you haven't organized. That's as near as I can tell. Yeah. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Uh, the, only magazine I, the only magazine I get is Wine Enthusiast, which I did not subscribe to myself. But my grandmother-in-law, after we got married, uh, she got me a subscription to Bon Appetit with my non-existent married name on it. Because I didn't change my name, and she knows that. But she got me this magazine subscription to show me dick she move. didn't care. As a dick move. And so I'm on a mailing list, and every now and then they just send me a new magazine with the non-existent Mrs. Martha Warren on there. And now it's wine enthusiast. And I've discovered that although I am very enthusiastic about wine, I am not at all enthusiastic about Wine Enthusiast magazine. Yeah. Yeah. I should be so lucky if we had to have an article about how to find pants that fit. <laughs> now, I have never, I haven't read that. What 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 kind of things are in Wine Enthusiast? Um, it's like one third ads for like travel, expensive travel. And like one third as like reviews for wine, and then like one third sort of like slush pieces on like sexiest sommeliers under thirty and stuff. <laughs> it's terrible. <sighs> it is almost completely content free. Yeah. yeah, I, I mean, I've recently like started drinking wine. In fact, I'm drinking wine right now. But like, I, I was talking to my wife about it, and it's just like I have absolutely no interest in bumping up like the amount I pay for a bottle of wine above like maybe $16. <laughs> so like pretty much any, any articles that aren't just like great wines under $16. <laughs> I'm like, well, too bad. There's all those great wines under $16 that I already know about. Well, I love like, when I, when I go into wine stores and like somebody will, will be like, Oh, can I help you find anything? And I'm like, yes. Could you take me to your most $9 bottle of wine? <laughs> This is it, Mark. If you ever come visit me, remind me not to take you to my winery because it'll ruin you forever. Wine is definitely one of those things where you should never have something nice because you have something nice, you might discover you can tell the difference. No, and it's torture. I've been to that winery, and it's uh, yeah, it's fucked me up. It, it, it's it's the only place in the world where I'm a baller. Like <laughs> mentioning my name actually gets you free stuff. Um. I don't know, like, at like at work, I've been given, like, really, not, like, $40 bottles of wine, and I don't like them, so, but that may just be, I'm not, you know, who knows. And um, also, they probably bought it for the label. Yeah. So, at work, like, um, I've been going through a lot of, like, our, our archive of stuff we don't sell anymore, and uh, it includes a lot of wine, um, and wine has the worst fucking names <laughs> <laughs> like like uh, and wine brand it's wine brands uh craft beers and hot sauces all have the stupidest fucking names well and like, vegetarian meat products oh god those are uh-huh. yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i mean like you know, seven deadly zins is like one of the better ones 
They're so mm. bad. Was there a brand of wine called Smoking Loon? That yes. sounds like Which sounds That's like terrible. a loon that has been smited by God. God. And lo, the lightning did come down. And in its wake, a smoking loon. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, Martha. Uh-huh. What's something you haven't seen? Well, I thought a lot about this. And, you know, what I haven't seen is I haven't seen RoboCop. I also haven't seen RoboCop. Wait, I thought you did watch RoboCop. Oh, wait, no, that was Die Hard. I watched Die Hard. I still haven't watched RoboCop. Because you hated Die Hard so much, I think you're not going to watch RoboCop. I like Die Hard. And so for like two or three years, every time my husband mentions RoboCop, I threaten to divorce him. (laughs) For funsies. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, I think it's because we were having this heat wave and the only room in our apartment that's air-conditioned is the bedroom, so we were trapped in the bedroom for like three days. And on day three, I'm going crazy, and I go, fine, I'll watch RoboCop. And I made it through, I think, exactly like 45 seconds. (laughs) You're like, nope. I've never never seen anything stupider in my life. Like, (laughs) I don't understand how something that stupid can be a cultural touchstone that, like, means so much to people. But, okay. (laughs) There's no way... There's no way for me to defend RoboCop to you. See, I'm still on the fence, so sell me on RoboCop. So RoboCop's a satire of action movies. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like it's it's very, like, there's a lot of things about it that are, like, action movie tropes that that Verhoeven, because uh, Verhoeven made it, and he's, you know, he's kind of pointing out sort of the ridiculousness of action movies. But no, it's, uh, I, I'm a big fan of RoboCop. <laughs> Um, I think what I was hoping for I think I was hoping for showgirls but with guns because I love showgirls I've I never seen showgirls oh my god it's 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 terramazing <laughs> terrablossom terrablossom it's terrablossom it's it's see, that's when you say that Robocop is satire I'm like I'm not sure that it is because showgirls definitely isn't satire yeah, like, it 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 feels like satire, but it's just like the truth, the way Verhoeven really feels about it, up to like eleven million, and it's just like glitter and acrylic nails, and it's and it's, the best way to watch it though really is when they show it on VH1 because then they have CGI bras over all the <laughs> naked boobs, Perfect. and but it's like CGI bras as made in nineteen ninety nine, so they're just like these weird little black blobs. That hover in the air in front of the breasts That's and it's incredible. it's great the other place where they where where people have have done that kind of thing is on anime where they'll <laughs> paint extra you know bikinis on uh something in tenshi muyo i've only seen part of showgirls and i was and it was when i had an incredibly high fever in that haunted hotel we've talked about. And I think that is the ideal circumstance. I was going to gonna say, I, that's, that's definitely the best way to watch Showgirls. When you have 103 degree fever and, and are in a haunted hotel in central yeah. Indiana. That's probably yeah. the state that Paul Verhoeven was in when he made the film. He was that's blessed like, by the devil. <laughs> that's what makes me think that like, I don't think RoboCop is sad. Like, I think, like, I think we want people want to think it's satire so that they feel better about liking a movie so bad. But it's 
I'm just not sure satire ex- existed at that point in the 80s, maybe. <laughs> the only Didn't thing I remember see, um, from the- Spitting Image? Spitting Image? <laughs> That's this. I saw it as a kid. It was this weird. I think it was originally a British thing with like weird, lumpy puppets of like po- po- political figures and famous people. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, that. But they're, it, French people made it. Oh, it was definitely not from here, but they made a special. <laughs> it was European. Obsessed. It was definitely European. And they made a special, like, one, one-off thing for America. And it had, you know, like, weird, lumpy puppet Ronald Reagan. And, like, weird, lumpy puppet Leona Helmsley. And I, and I watched this as a kid because it was just like, oh, puppets. I probably want to see that. <laughs> and, no. <laughs> I read something about those lumpy puppets. They all look like like potatoes with faces, and it's like a French. It's like it was a French company that did it, and I guess they had like a regular news show because the French are strange. It's like nightly news with lumpy puppets. With lumpy are there, puppets. Are there any puppet television shows still on? Because we had Crank Yankers at one point. Um, remember Crank Yankers? Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately. I think that, and, and I don't think this qualifies as a puppet show, but I think that uh, uh, Celebrity Deathmatch, like, like I don't think that ever went away. I think that huh. it, it just regionalized. Huh. Like, they, I don't well, think it was still on TV in America, but I think that there was, like, a Brazilian version. Well, that's claymation, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I actually, I think... I, I was gonna, I, I know that there's still like things with puppets because I know somebody who makes puppets for a living, and that's a a pretty awesome job. <laughs> she makes puppets for like uh, uh, the John Oliver show and stuff like that. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I know somebody who went to college to make puppets, but I don't think that she actually ended up professionally making puppets. But that was like her major in college was puppets. What are you that's feeling? Inc- that's incredible. <laughs> um, I did you... not go to college for puppets. No, it was a did. mistake. Of thinking of cool jobs, there's somebody I know, an acquaintance who works for the Guinness Book of World Records. And recently, and like we're Facebook friends, and I haven't seen her in years. And I was like, I wonder if she's still work- working for the Guinness Book of World Records. And I was like, of course she's still working for the Guinness Book of World <laughs> Records. Why would you leave that job? It's her job to like go and verify that somebody has actually eaten that the biggest burrito. That's incredible. Yeah. I, I got the- shot down by the Guinness Book of World Records once for at work. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. They wanted to, you know, they wanted to set the world record for women in skirts, twirling, I don't know, weird job, but, like, and I kept mentioning to the rest of the team that, like, this may be a liability issue, that if you have, like, a thousand women in skirts twirling, somebody's going to fall and hit their head. (laughs) People are just going to be careening off each other. (laughs) All over the place. But the Guinness Book of World Records was like, this is not serious enough. But it's like a very drawn out process. Like it's like paperwork. It's very serious about yeah. whether or not this dumb thing is serious enough for them to pay attention to. Well, I think that now they're trying to get away from like activities and more into like longest hair. Like things that are like things that would take somebody like decades to work up towards maybe or like smaller shape like- in the bottle. One shitty uh, flash mob. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Most mice in a box. <laughs> in one box. 
Like that. I mean, really, well, that depends on the size of the buck and, yeah, the, and exactly. the size of the mice. This needs standardization. Well, you could write your friend and ask her how she would best standardize this process if Mark's going to win. I think she specifically covers food-related records. Mm. So the making of the the biggest taco salad. Yeah. Uh, I'm always fascinated by anything you have to bake. Like, I don't understand, like, how are they baking a pizza that size? Uh, the I was at the Queen's Farm Museum after they made the world's biggest apple cobbler. And that was, they just had an enormous, like, cast iron, they basically skilleted it. Um, so ah. they didn't really bake it. They more of, like, just did it over a huge fire. But I guess you could do a pizza that way, too. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to build probably, like, the the furnace around it. But, just uh, wait for Guy Fox night. Yeah. And put a pizza on there. All <laughs> <laughs> those Guy Fox night her. celebrations we have in Brooklyn. Oh, God, we probably do. I was going to say, that sounds like something that would be happening there. <laughs> remember, remember. What are we remembering? I don't know. <laughs> oh, Terrible. oh anglophilia so something i haven't seen yet is crimson peak i haven't seen that Uh either i haven't seen it because i'm not prepared emotionally yeah uh and i really really want to um but like we tried to go see it last night and it was sold out which i guess Mm -hmm. is a good sign but it's also like every movie in manhattan sells out the first weekend um yeah i want to see that because you know Guillermo del Toro is amazing. Yeah. But I, 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 I thought about it and I realized there's like only a certain type of movie I like to go see in the theater. Like things that are kind of like fun and maybe someone drives a car through a building or Channing <laughs> Tatum takes his clothes off. So there's one, <laughs> there are two se- like film series that you like to go see. And that's it. So, but things that are like really atmospheric or dramatic or have, you know, people whispering i'm like i don't want to be in a big crowd of people for that that's not the kind of like shared emotion i enjoy (laughs) so i'm gonna wait on crimson crimson peak movies in in theaters in like ages till we move to the apartment we live in now because we have a like vintage movie palace three blocks down the street and so seeing everything there is more fun because it's beautiful and then everything is five bucks on tuesdays oh wow so that's just made my like my movie bar is do I want to see this? Do I want to see this for five dollars or do I not want to see this? Yeah. So I I and, feel uh, like the reason that I, I really want to go see this movie is also I feel like at this point, um if I do not see a movie within the first two days, enough like internet backlash accrues around it where then I'm just like, Okay, I'm not gonna go see it. Um you gotta it, stop listening to other people. Yeah, but because nobody makes you read that, Mark. I know, but it, it's like it's like with everything. Um, You're tormented by devils that make you click. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, the clicking curse. I mean, like people have opinions on Twitter, and I and you know that comes up in my actual timeline. Uh, I guess I can mute stuff, but most people don't tag. Hmm. <laughs> Now I'm thinking. I, I also, just... my dryer just stopped, so there was a loud buzzing sound. No, my interest in Crimson Peak is, um, like, it looks interesting, and normally it would fall under I'm $5 interested in seeing this, but mostly it combines my sort of interest in uh, period clothing, particularly men's period neckwear, 
and Hiddleston doing anything. So yeah, that's pretty sound. much. Yes, he is. Oh. <laughs> I'm not over it. Like, I think was it Whitney was I talking to you and you said that once I'm into something, I'm into it forever. That sounds like me. And that sounds like <laughs> you. Yeah. And once I'm into something, you know, I saw Loki and I was just like, no, I saw him first in Wallander. Oh, yeah. Because I like weird British murder stuff. And I was like, and he plays a total little shit in that. And I was like, I would bone that little shit. <laughs> and I will feel that way forever. Um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I need to, I just need to, uh, it's also difficult going to a movie during the week for me, but that's just because I'm lazy and tired. <laughs> uh, well, a lot of these start at seven o'clock, which is dinner time. So you have to either like eat before which is a ridiculously early time to eat dinner or eat afterward see i want to eat while there and and we have that the nighthawk cinema that has food at it but like for this particular movie i want to eat like i want to have wine and i need like either a roast quail or i need like like some sort of horrible british aspic thing like, 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 you know, like a, one of those pies covered in aspic. Yeah, yeah. Like, just, just awful. Um, and a flagon of wine. Well, mm-hmm. I was also yesterday, I was, I was in Manhattan for like two hours in between. I had to, I had to work some and then I was going to yoga. And so I was walking around looking for a wine shop that sells wine in like a Tetra pack that I could sneak into the movie. Um, first off, wine shops in Manhattan are a lot more parochial about uh like wine in bags than wine shops in brooklyn i just want to shout out i have not heard the word parochial in a while <laughs> or tetra pack i know i have i hear tetra pack a lot <laughs> actually yeah oh, yeah in your capacity as a grocer <laughs> no i'm just in my life <laughs> i have um a water bottle that i just decant my movie wine into and put it in my purse yeah i should i well the thing is i had a water bottle with me but i had I, I wanted to keep it for water for yoga. Yeah, I mean, I didn't it, wanna... this one is just for wine. You're not guzzling wine during yoga? Well, that was actually, like, yesterday I was in Manhattan for two hours, and I was like, what am I going to do in Manhattan for two hours that is not drinking? <laughs> because normally I just go to a bar and drink and read until my thing, but I figured I, I didn't want to go and, like, like sweat wine. Just just have a sweaty <laughs> Merlot as you're in Downward Dog. <laughs> Mm, sweaty merlot <laughs> is that a is that a is that a wine brand <laughs> oh i bet it is uh, sweaty dog yeah oh. now uh this reminds me of the wonderful wine term that that martha taught me one of the times that we were oh you know touring through the wine country as as we do whenever i come out and visit there um the term foxy <laughs> yes foxy Foxy is the nice, uh, is the nice like wine person way of saying this kind of smells like pee. Huh. See, this and, is and why I think I'm down with with cheaper wines. <laughs> and it's we... not necessarily bad for a wine to smell a little bit like pee, but it can also, but so it sort of depends on like the expression the person is making when they say Foxy. They're like, hmm, leather, lots of minerality, hay, a bit Foxy. You go, oh, that's nice. It's complicated. It's, it's like, like hay that a fox pissed on. <laughs> and if they go, hmm, quite foxy, what they mean is like bat urine. Did you say bat urine? You know, bat urine. I've heard bat urine used in reference to wine before. 
There I know is... where you've heard it too, and I'm ashamed. Is it Dave Barry or PJ O'Rourke? It's Dave Barry. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> the Dave Barry connection. What's on <laughs> the other side? <laughs> So I read that I read that piece where he uses that like probably fifteen years before I ever had a glass of wine. Same and then the first time here. I and the first time I heard somebody say Foxy and what it meant, I just like my brain just like went like a black hole whoop, to that. So now I can't ever I can't ever unknow that thing. Yeah. Fat urine. <laughs> fat urine. Fat <sighs> urine. Bat urine. Um, oh, that's a good wine brand name. <laughs> well, oh, if you get year. like Ralph Steadman to do the illustration, oh, is that the uh, the Hunter S. Thompson guy? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know his name, but I recently found I was I recently found his name. I, the reason I knew that is because I was googling Steadman, Oprah's boyfriend, because I wanted <laughs> to know what he was up to and if they were still together. And don't worry, they are. And if he's on the market, <laughs> no. <laughs> They're still they're still deeply in love, doing whatever it is they do using that uh, weed lube probably that you found. Oh, I don't think Oprah would use weed lube. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just doesn't make sense. Too Oprah probably gets like a really lube. special like rich people lube that we're not allowed to know about. <laughs> a while back, pearl. I was like, wow, I wonder if rich people use the same toilet paper as the rest of us. And the answer is they do not. There's, like, a really expensive toilet paper you can get. Is there? Do tell. It's black. Because <laughs> so it's, like, um, like, it's... I don't like that like, at all. <laughs> I mean, black the way that, like, the black Amex card is black or black because you're too rich to know what your business looks like. I'm assuming it's the latter. Although the the terrifying thing about that is what if you have internal bleeding? That's what I was thinking. You like, never know. I'm just thinking of how unwholesome it would look to have like black toilet paper floating in the toilet. Oh, I guess if you're rich, you have a black toilet. <laughs> well, now we're getting into like weird Italian cocaine dealer decor. <laughs> yeah, that's very, like, I always imagine like your sort of modern kind of rich person has like a very white bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. In- the, the black toilet has sort of phased out. You're a modern rich person. <laughs> I don't even... I remember when I was a kid and I was, like, dreaming about my rich person house, there was a, like, shower room that, like, thinking back, it's, like, the room that they hose you off in in sanatoriums. <laughs> Do they have um, attendance? Yes, yes. I need, like, I need, like, like technicians with long-handled scrub brushes. Honestly, I'd, I'd like that because uh, I don't like taking showers. It's too much work. <laughs> Just have somebody scrub me with a with a broom and then throw some delousing powder on me, <laughs> and then it's off to work. Oh, like like uh, like Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, I, good. I like how your idea of being rich is other people's idea of being in prison. <laughs> well, what greater prison is there than wealth? Wait, there's I... a hotel. That... Uh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, Oh, there's a hotel that I really like up in Sonoma, and part of the reason I like it is because it has these big, deep bathtubs Ooh. with, like, shutters in front of it, and you can see the TV from the giant bathtub. Ah, nice. And you just, like, watch a movie in the tub, and that is, that is to me, everything I understand about luxury. <laughs> I, uh, is... I, 
because I've been thinking about gothic horror uh, because of Crimson Peak, I started reading Rebecca by Daphne de Laurier. Do wait, de Maurier. De Maurier. Um, and in it, it's like the people are doing that. When it starts, the people are doing that very like, like wealthy nineteen like up until maybe like the eighties thing where you just live in a hotel. <laughs> Which is like such like you do not have a home. You're just so wealthy. You live in a hotel. So people still. That's what the Chateau Marmont is for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's there's actually some some designer guy who lives in a hotel in Manhattan. Um, which like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I like even if I was wealthy, I think I'd want like a home. But <laughs> that's to uh, put my stuff in. Yeah, yeah. Also, I always, I would feel really apologetic towards housekeeping. This is what holds us back. Yeah, yeah, this is exactly why we're not Donald Trump. Donald Trump has never felt bad for housekeeping. For the housekeeping. Have to, like, like, like sweep up all of his weird yellow hairs off the bathroom tile (laughs) every day. I'll bet he sheds like a cat. (sighs) He rubs up against you and leaves it on your sweater. (laughs) <laughs> I don't want him rubbing against me. <laughs> what an well, unlikely man! Well, when he's president, you won't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's going to every American's house and just rubbing on him. <laughs> I'm Donald Trump. <laughs> Prepare yourself. The most amazing, gold-plated president rubbing up against you in the history of time. Imagine his toilet paper. Oh God! You yeah, because the thing is, I'm sure that like. Like most rich people just use like a higher ply Charmin or something, but you know, like he's the sort of rich person who demands a different toilet paper. Like, he, like he has it specially made. Yeah, yeah, woven. Like it's all got every every square has a T embossed into it. Woven from Angora goat hairs. It's just silk. Silk. Oh. Did you know that you can order your toilet paper from Amazon Prime, and they will bring it to your house? I did know this. I have, I have not bought toilet paper in person in over a year. I have my toilet paper brought to me by Fresh Direct. <laughs> Ding! Ding! I live fairly the, close to a Target. <laughs> no, it's... You don't... Under, no, fairly close to a Target is... You talk about luxury. This is what's holding you back. They just bring it to you. Oh, well, we don't have, like... Uh, we don't have, like, a doorman or anything. And we're, like, very rarely home when, like, UPS would deliver. So I'm always I'm always a little weirded out having stuff dropped off at my home. You're just coming home well, and then there's like an 18 pack of Charmin sitting on your door <laughs> doorstep. When we that... first started ordering it, they would put it inside of another box so that you could like have some discretion about what was inside there. And now they don't. So it's just like Wait, a huge really? box. Um... Yeah. Like, or, or if you order something else with the toilet paper, but most of the time now. And I live above an uh, an acupuncturist, so it's all like very quiet and small, like downstairs. And she gets the deliveries and puts them halfway up the stairs, and it's just a huge box. It's a Charmin, 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 Charmin. But I am not ashamed. Yeah, you shouldn't be ashamed. Yeah, when I when I get my mine house, when I get I, mine delivered, it's all the all my groceries are in boxes, but. The giant package of toilet paper, that's just by itself. That is not in a box. That's just somebody has is bringing it down the hallway to me. And I'm like, yep. Now I can poop for a month. <laughs> Nothing's holding me back. <laughs> Thank God. 
Yeah, I don't really use any delivery. We don't really use uh, any ordering delivery services because we don't really have like a secure area downstairs. Um, and I guess we use things erratically. <laughs> that that sounds <laughs> that sounds too. creepy. Uh, well, once I get my bidet installed, <gasps> the dream. That's, that's the life. That's actually another thing that my wife. A while back, I was looking at Toto washlets. She was like, "You're not putting that in the bathroom." <laughs> so you're like, "But honey, <laughs> so my undercarriage." A couple of months ago on Twitter, I was complaining about how I had this really terrible meal up in Napa once, and since then, the restaurant that I had it at like has like a new chef and a new general manager, and they apologized and were like, "Oh, we're so sorry, you had this terrible meal. We'd love for you to come back and have dinner on us." And I thought, like. Ethics, what are those? So I totally took, totally took them up on it, and I went up to Napa and got, like, wine dined at this amazing hotel and got treated like I was very special. And one of the things that this hotel has, like, ten Toto washlets, and each of them is in its own separate little room. Oh, my God. It's just you in the toilet, then. <laughs> it just, and you have a little sink inside, and the general manager... He and I got on like a house on fire. He had on a powder blue blazer. He like escorted me to my little toy, and I was about to go in another one. He went, "Oh, that's not a good one. Use this one." <laughs> we got the water pressure turned all the way up in here. They have like a, like a bud vase with a single blossom and a, and a candle in your individual toilet room. It is. I'd never leave. Yeah. Like, you see people in that restaurant, like, get up, leave their table, and 20 minutes later, they come back. I don't know how they ever turn tables in there, because people, yeah, just never want to leave. It's so soothing. <sighs> when was the last time I was soothed in a restaurant? <laughs> when was the last time you were soothed in a toilet? That's true. <sighs> um, this this morning, we went out for uh, breakfast, We or, like, it was it was like eleven thirty, and we went to get ramen, so it was not like there was like a brunch option really. Um, but the I I was wearing a stupid hat, and I left it on the bench, and then <laughs> we went to Trader Joe's and got everything, and then we were walking back, and I was like, oh, should I forgot my hat? Let me go, run back and get it. So we go back to the restaurant, and I come in, and I'm like, oh, hey, I'm sorry, I think I left my hat in here earlier. And the guy was like, oh, do you want to go and check? And I look back, and every single table is taken, and I was like. I'm like, excuse me? And he's like, yeah, do you want to check to see if it's still there? And I was like, I guess. And so I walked back, stood by the table where two men were eating soup. And I was just like, you know what? The hat is gone. I'm not going to be like, excuse me, gentlemen. Is one of you sitting on my hat? It belongs to the universe now. Yeah, I am yeah. curious about what made it a stupid hat. It's like one of those Oliver flat hats that like dads wear oh i have one of those yeah yeah i mean i just i just don't think it looks good on me but um but like i felt like i needed to warm my head to some degree because it's cold <laughs> outside thank god yeah <sighs> and meanwhile west coast heat wave just groans i know no it, it finally we've had two days where it's like finally been not horrible it's it's but basically during this last one i think like, you could see in people's eyes the kind of fragility that happens when it's still 85 degrees in October. <sighs> Thanks, Obama. Like, you, don't, <laughs> like you, don't, you don't move to Northern California 
if like you like seasons. Like we're, we're pretty much a 55 to 75 degree society. You just keep your windows open all the time. And so this it's we're not prepared for it. <laughs> like emotionally. <laughs> just sweat and cry. Just I was just watching, you know, the, everybody on Twitter on um, it's just having complete breakdowns. Just like why won't it stop? It's like even like like restaurants don't have air conditioning. I've heard that movie theaters don't have air conditioning. Like it's 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 just because you don't need it until you do. When we moved out here and got from San Francisco to Oakland, where it's a little bit warmer, and got this bedroom air conditioner, everybody was like, "That is such a waste. You would never use that." And now I bet I could charge those people a hundred dollars a night to sleep on my bedroom floor. I should. Is it is it true that the movie theaters don't have air conditioning? It depends. Like, I guess mine down the street does, but it's sometimes not very adequate. Because that's like one of the only reasons. Like that's one of that's a prime reason to go to the movies in, in the summer. Yeah, historically, it's just like I can be somewhere cold for two and a half hours and maybe look at Channing Tatum. <laughs> it's a possibility. You know, I have speaking of uh, um, Channing Tatum and things I haven't seen. I haven't seen. I have not watched yet this uh, this trailer for. The new uh, thing where he's a sailor. Oh, I haven't watched it yet either. I'm again not emotionally prepared. <laughs> I have watched that trailer um, because my uh... <coughs> oh lord, <laughs> what's happening to me? <laughs> um, a little, a little wine go down the wrong pipe. Probably. Uh, my sister actually is. Uh... <coughs> oh. <laughs> what's going on? I I haven't been doing anything that should be causing this cough. Hold on. You're becoming a man. I think you caught that piece of bagel I had in my throat. Yeah. Um, uh, My sister plays on the soundtrack. um, So I was excited to see the trailer. Um, It looks really good. Um, I have this weird, confused assumptions when I was... Because I don't... um, I'm not really glued to Twitter during the day at work. Because I'm working for a change. Um, So I just, like, when I was checking it, like, at lunch, I was, like, just sort of seeing vague mentions of this trailer and because it involved George Clooney I automatically assumed it was like some fake thing for like Jimmy Kimmel or something <laughs> you're like, like he's joshing again I was like isn't that just what George Clooney does now he just appears in like web videos for fake movies isn't that isn't that what he does now it's a Coen Brothers film isn't it yeah. yes yes it is because that's something else I haven't seen is like any Coen Brothers film since oh brother where art thou really I was, I was just watching the first episode of the second season of fargo last night that show is good that's that's i know list. whitney you know one of the editors for that for the second season of fargo oh i do yeah. well, is nice. it todd it's todd okay <laughs> there was like i was like why is she being coy <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know if you knew that you knew but yeah, i don't i don't like to watch like sad stuff anymore because right. life is hard yeah right, and right. so I, I i'm really down for raising arizona raising arizona coen brothers or oh brother where art thou coen brothers but like i don't like the man to... who wasn't there uh coen brothers no i did watch the man who wasn't there and that was the one that made me go nope i'm done yeah that's a rough one <laughs> yeah i haven't seen that i haven't seen like a, any of the serious coen brothers shit yeah like, i get that satisfying for them as artists or whatever but 
I'm a Dapper Dan man. <laughs> Have you guys heard the story that um, the reason, I don't know if this is true, but it's a good story, about the reason that Bill Murray did the Garfield movie? No. Oh, yes, I have heard this, and it's too good to fact check. Uh, it's it, it, you, you want it to be true. Is that like somebody approached him, sent him this, you know, sent him the script or whatever, and he saw that it was by uh, Joel Cohen, C O H E N. Oh my God. <laughs> and he was like, what the? And he was like, what the hell? I mean, I guess if Joel's doing it, and then <laughs> only after he, after he signed the deal, he was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> No, <laughs> I'm like I want that to be true because that's cause he, it's too good to fact. It's too good to fact check, but it's good for a paycheck. Yeah, yeah. What's the what's the line that Michael Caine said when somebody asked him about Jaws three, and he was like, "Well, I haven't seen the movie, but I have seen the house that it bought, and it is <laughs> tremendous." Now do that again, doing a Michael Caine. No, impression. I can't. I can't even begin. <laughs> Also, I'm I, try. because of that. Oh, no, I. <laughs> I can't even uh, start, especially because now I'm thinking of that bit from the trip, that where they're doing oh, Michael Caine yeah. impressions against each other. I was I just hoping you would do a completely different impression, like oh, a, I'm yeah. Michael Caine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Michael Caine. I'm Michael Caine. Actually, that I have was, seen that the was... house it's bought me, and it is tremendous. <laughs> any any accent can really become a Michael Caine accent. <laughs> if Michael Caine were playing someone different in, like, a panto. I'm Michael Caine. <laughs> I'm... The house I bought is very nice. <laughs> what have we done? <laughs> we will be hearing from his lawyers. <laughs> Oh, speaking um, of Michael Caine, he is in a movie I am so excited about, and that is The Last Witch Hunter with Vin oh, Diesel boy. and Elijah Wood playing a priest. And oh my god, it's so based. I... Sorry, go it's ahead. It's based oh, yes. on Vin Diesel's D and D character. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yes. He is such a sweetheart. Oh, Finn. Finn. Making Instagrams about how you shouldn't body shame. That really hurt my feelings. Well, because people were trying to body shame Vin Diesel. Yeah. Really? And well, because uh, some pictures emerged of him on a balcony, and he was not wearing a shirt, and he looked less than buff. And and people were like, "Oh, Vin Diesel's got dad bod." And I'm like, you know what? Vin Diesel can have dad bod. Yeah. He's he's 48 fucking years old, and it's hard to stay swole. Yeah. Have you heard how much cod the Rock has to eat? <laughs> he's so no, and like that's the cod. thing is that like that like low body fat like thing that's not like sustainable. You just do it for a couple of months while you're making a movie, and then the minute you chill out for two seconds, yeah. And plus, you know, like get whose damn business is it? Yeah, I thought he I thought he responded very nicely about it, nicer than I am in those situations. So, well, I always see actually uh, just now because I was looking for like what is the best. So I was looking on the Real Simple website for the best way to hard boil an egg so it'll peel simply. And they have those horrible uh, outbrain ads, which are like, and it's like, you might like nine celebs who lost their hot bodies. And it's like, wow, what do you think the 
the the the entities writing those articles are actual demons. <laughs> like like they're just straight up demons being like Britney Spears looks bad in a bathing suit now. I we all have our clickbait that we are unable to resist, I think. Everybody yeah. has that dark part of the soul. And mine is I will pretty much click on anything that's like 30 celebrities you didn't know were gay. And I know every time it's going to be, yes, I, I knew you've got Adam Lambert on here. I knew. Oh, <laughs> oh, really? Oh, really? Melissa Etheridge is gay. You don't say. Speaking of the poor demonic people that I have to write those, um, they might be demonically enslaved because I worked for a, a site once uh, where there's like a women's content. Bleh, and for a while, all of our articles had to combine two trending Yahoo topics. Ugh. Yahoo they topics, didn't ca- you say? This is a long time ago. I am, I am, this is low in the early days of this, our internet. Um, and they discovered that you got like X percent traffic bump if every story had, if every, every headline had to combine two of like that day's trending Yahoo topics. And they didn't care what they were. So it'd be like Angelina Jolie and smartphone. What? It was yeah. That it was pretty is... brutal. So, it, wow. so again, it might be the it might be the demonically enslaved who have to come up with thirty celebrities who lost their bikini bodies. That's true. Poor dears. I, sometimes I click on it. Oh, recently I clicked on one of them. Was like, you won't believe these ten beautiful horses. <laughs> <laughs> did Did you believe? Well, the problem is I, I got to it and the site was so like clogged with ads and it was so shittily designed, I couldn't make it through the slideshow. So I only saw like two of the beautiful horses. I saw a horse so beautiful, I didn't believe it on Twitter the other day. Was it the shiny gold horse? It was the shiny gold horse. Yeah, that was the first one in the slideshow. I was truly like, I, I honestly thought I can't believe how pretty that horse is. So <laughs> It looks like it looks like some, some fantasy novel. That looks like yeah. that horse probably has a can communicate telepathically and has, and, uh, has secret. secret wings secret wings <laughs> it whispers into your mind I have wings <laughs> see that I, horse is so beautiful it doesn't even need wings I like the idea of a fantasy horse that's uh, that can communicate telepathically but it's still a horse so it's like oats oats <laughs> get me oat apple apple <laughs> Sugar cube. You're like, oh god, this horse! Shut up, Artex. Oh, shut up. You, you shut up about Artex. <laughs> Too soon. You're still not over. <laughs> Mark, she's gonna drown you in a in a mud hole. <laughs> womp womp. <laughs> uh, so, I, uh, recently we talked about how I read a book. You've read many books recently. Since then, in the past two weeks, I have read 12 books. That is many books indeed. Yeah, because it turns out when you're on a train for a minimum of two hours a day, and you have a a lunch hour, you get a lot of reading done. (laughs) (laughs) And and most of them have been, I've realized there's a genre I like, and it's vaguely Victorian people doing magic shit. Nice. And uh, hopefully some of them fall in love. All I need. Good and news. Uh, for, there's, and uh, there's there's a number of those. Yeah, yeah, that's a um, that's a that's a topic that's been pretty well delved into. So I've had a lot of luck on a on the ebook store. 
but I, uh, I I signed up for a little trial of Kindle Unlimited, which will let you get a bunch of free books. Yeah. And uh, guess who guess who has all of his books on Kindle Unlimited? It is Chuck Tingle. What <laughs> have you? So so, which ones have you read so far? I've who's, only read whose butts have been pounded. I read Helicopter Man pounds billionaire dinosaur ass. That sounds like it could have been from two Yahoo trending topics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Helicopter Man's big this week. So is right, billionaire ass. <laughs> it could be drones and Trump. See, I mean, it's, it's timeless. And since we were talking about wine earlier, that made me have to look up the one um, Bigfoot sommelier butt tasting. <laughs> is... Uh, Nick is the most girl crazy dude in his frat, but when him and the bros head up to Napa Valley for a quiet weekend, <laughs> Nick quickly realizes that his chances of scoring a chick are next to nothing. Nick's disappointment soon, soon turns into a powerful gay attraction, however, when he meets a dashing Bigfoot sommelier, Turbo Golgot, who invites him back for an after-hours sampling. Oh my God. Little does Nick realize, it's not the wine that Turbo will be tasting, it's Nick's hot bro ass. <laughs> This erotic tale is 4,700 words of sizzling human-on-gay Bigfoot action, including <laughs> anal, cream pies, rim jobs, blow jobs, rough sex, and Bigfoot butt tasting. <sighs> is it terrible that my question, that what I take away from that is, is he like a paid sommelier, like in a restaurant, or is it like is an amateur, amateur thing? <laughs> oh, it's uh, it's well, free. He's Lincoln. in Napa. He's got to be. He's got to be paid. He's got to be part of the well, industry. Well, looking at the um the cover art, the Bigfoot is uh, wearing a tie. So that sounds, <laughs> <laughs> that actually, sounds pretty legit. He looks more. Well, no, he looks more like a gorilla. But yeah, I, so. that's that's pretty incredible. I mean, I've never encountered a Bigfoot sommelier. But you know they're very elusive. Maybe I just don't go to it. <laughs> you have to go to specific Northwest wine tastings. Well, also think of how how good their like their sense of smell would be, and like how that would affect their palate. Oh, talk about foxy! That's serious. Yeah. They love it when it's foxy. <laughs> Excuse me. <sighs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna send that to my Kindle. Gotta know. I'll let you, I'll fill you in uh, next week on how uh, Bigfoot. How big I was home, I was home sick on Thursday, and I read I read um, Helicopter Man pounds billionaire di- dinosaur ass in bed, and then later that day my bed broke, just the bed frame just snapped underneath me, and I'm like, is this because I read a Chuck Tingle book? <laughs> just like the force. <laughs> Have I been punished? <laughs> the um, the main character of uh, Helicopter Man pounds billionaire dinosaur ass was named John Hams. Wow! And when he shapeshifts into a helicopter, his uh, his alter ego is Crisp Pratt. What? <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna recommend uh, everybody try at least one one Chuck Tingle. He's he must be doing pretty well for himself. I think so. Like I remember that thing a while back. American those, Dream. Those two girls who were writing dinosaur erotica. Yeah, and they were doing really well. And I feel like Chuck Tingle is like. Uh, the level up of, mm-hmm. of dinosaur erotic. I mean, you can make absolute fucking bank with with Kindle erotic ebooks. Yeah, <laughs> that writing was, uh, output is fast enough, which that kind of works on two levels actually. I've been trying to like make up some rules for myself as I buy my like gay wizard romance books, 
of, of to assure quality. I'm like, I'll only get it if it also is available in paperback. That I feel like that has some quality. Buy it if it's more than 99 cents. And I'm like, I know that these this is going to go out the window. <laughs> My thirst for for Victorian magician sex is just my standards will drop <laughs> uh you know what i i realized today i'm surprised that there aren't that coffee shops are not sponsoring coffee shop au's now <laughs> i was in I a paris about it i was in a paris baguette earlier today which is a korean coffee chain that is french themed that's that's great. And I was like, oh my god, this is where every AU occurs. It must be here. Look at all these tiny cakes. <laughs> uh, but I'm I'm actually surprised that no cop that Pete's or whatever has not sponsored a AU uh, coffee chain fan fiction. Um, uh, well, it's, well, it runs into like a lot of legal difficulties. Uh, yeah, but you could name them like John Hams. Only yeah. it would be like. <laughs> Harry's Potter. <laughs> you know, it just makes me think. I think in all of my my years of reading fanfuck, fan fanfuck, yes, um, <laughs> I've never actually read a, a coffee shop AU. Really? It's not, yeah, it's just not my. I don't find it. That I, stumbled, I stumble across them, and they are universally deeply uninteresting. <laughs> I'm like, I've, like, I'm like, leave I know I had a standard. <laughs> um, I came across a yarn AU. A yarn store AU yarn store it was the avengers and a yarn store which you know whatever floats here you know buying knitting needles and falling in love oh loki comes in for some new crochet hooks (laughs) and the drama never stops (laughs) bigfoot yarn store proprietor ass tasting (laughs) uh I opened up a uh, Chuck Tingle's uh, Wikipedia page because it has his bibliography, and uh, there's some good ones, like uh, "Glazed by the Gay Living Donuts," "Anally Yours," "The Unicorn Sailor," um, "Pounded in the Butt by My Own Butt" is a good one. But there's the sequel, "Pounded in the Butt by My Book," "Pounded in the Butt by My Own Butt," And then there's lonely author pounded by dinosaur social media followers. <laughs> Angry man pounded by the fear of his latent gayness over a dinosaur transitioning into a unicorn. That's a lot. I need to parse that sentence. Yeah. yeah. Seduced by Dr. Bigfoot, attorney at large. He's a doctor and an attorney? <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe his name is Dr. Bigfoot. Maybe he's or no. He could be... a. Uh, uh... A doctor who, like, his whole thing was he was one of those doctors that testifies in cases, and then that evoked his interest in law. I mean, imagine his student loan debt, though. Yeah, would have he's to be he's a doctor and a lawyer. Like, come on. And a Bigfoot. He just has to I'll sell one picture of himself. Yeah. <laughs> I did go to a doctor once who also had an MBA and a master's in medieval literature. And I was like, lady, settle down. <laughs> Uh, do we have any questions that are about? Oh, big yes, let me. Uh, let me quick make up a theme song for the questions while I pull the questions up. Hit it, Martha. <laughs> On the spot, I will not. Thank you. All right. Uh, this is 
if you would like us to answer questions, you tweet uh, hashtag AskIHST, and we will eventually reach your questions. There are many, but uh, eventually we'll run out. So please tweet at us. Um, this is from uh, Live Twat the Bat. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a Chuck Tingle novel. Yes, I'm, but I, I, that's one of the, when it's all like one word in, in a, it's, it's like hard to parse. It's like, where, is ah, the, yes. where are the words? So I might, but it seems to be live twat the bat. Um, what woodland creature would Mark be fine having nest in his beard? And what song would he serenade them to sleep with on the banjo? Maybe field mice and maybe <laughs> the rainbow connection. Because he does play it, or, or, oh, God, I hope I go back there someday, also by Kermit T. Frog, also <laughs> played on the banjo. Oh, would you, like, maybe you could... You don't want house mice in your house, but you do want field mice in your beard. Well, I imagine they're like country mice. <laughs> little overalls on? Exactly, little jugs. So you're just, you're just prejudiced against city mice. <laughs> Oh, this is taking a weird turn. <laughs> now, oh, Mark, uh, tell me about the. You were telling me about about a business idea you had before we started this podcast. Would you please share it with the brawny boy beard bib? The brawny boy beard bib. So I was eating ramen earlier today, and as happens, because I'm a brawny boy with a beard. Uh, I kept getting soup in my beard, and I was like, you know what? They should come out with a, uh, or me, I should come out with basically a shield that goes over your beard. It's basically like a lower face mask made out of mm. uh, some sort of paper that's got some sort of plastic coating on it. Food safe, of course. Like at the, like at the dentist. Yes, yes, like at the dentist, but it would open over your mouth. Uh, and you would have like a fun design drawn on it to so cover it's washable, washable. Yes, yes. Uh, to cover so you can eat like ribs or what have you without uh, without getting sauce stuck in your beard. Because like often have I had to go and uh, like after eating things, go to the bathroom and like wash my lower face. Um, and also because this would be like a jokey. Like, I do not think anybody would buy this to really use it, but I feel like it is something that they would sell in Urban Outfitters. <laughs> <laughs> Gifts for your friends at the holidays. Yeah, and you'd have, like, it would be, like, each side would have, like, a comical beard drawn on it. Mm-hmm. Um, have, you, have you ever seen um, the, the old-fashioned, you know, turn-of-the-century teacups with the mustache protectors? I have. I have seen that. They're, they're adorable. I went to a, <laughs> I went to a cocktail place. Called, I think it's called the Dead Rabbit, and uh, they they serve like uh, like eighteen nineties cocktails in in those teacups. Amazing. <laughs> Whether you have a mustache or not, yeah. Yeah. The, the corollary to the to the beard bib is something that a friend of mine, Dana, came up with on Twitter, which is like a like a pinstriped sort of like waterproof apron. For classy business ladies who eat lunch at their desk and are really messy. Ah, that. yes. Because oh I pretty much end up with like burrito on my lap three times a week, and it's it's a problem. So, but you know, for like a, a, a businessy print. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Man, we're gonna make so much money. 
Patent pending. Patent there was pending. one time um, my my brother and my sister in law were watching like the Food Network, watching uh, Unwrapped or something, and they uh, they cut to you know showing the factory where they make the Rolos or whatever, and they they cut to a guy uh, who worked there and he was wearing a hairnet, but he also was wearing a beard net, and. Yeah. The sight of the beard net made my sister-in-law laugh so hard she literally fell off the couch. <laughs> so for Christmas that year, I got my brother a box of a hundred beard nets because <laughs> he has a beard, and and you know sometimes you want to keep those beard hairs from falling into the into the chili. Oh, chili! <laughs> Did this into your stock? So beard nets do exist. Yeah, but I think, but yeah. they're not waterproof. Yeah. No, no, they're 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 not designed for for sauce. blocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're 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 meant to keep beard out of the food, not food out of the beard. Yeah, yeah. precisely. So I definitely think that uh, I could sell this to this. This would definitely be on like fifty percent off sale on Urban Outfitter tables by next fall easily. I think you could also like rock a um, like an uh, eco friendly, like have it be used from like reclaimed fabric. Mm-hmm. Recycled, sell it at Whole Foods. Maybe like seed bags. Yeah. Oh, bur- hmm. Rice sacks. Some burlap. This is bur- might just weave itself into the burlap. Yeah. Right. Right. That could be a hazard. Yeah, this is actually becoming like slightly horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Things that could happen with beards. Um, but yes. Uh. I, I enjoy all of these ideas. <laughs> Just don't expect any money for them because uh, Papa's uh, Papa's got to get his beak wet, but without getting his beard wet. That's the point. That's, what the, you... that's the slogan. I feel like I know your feelings on this, but what are your feelings on the various beard oils and washes? I mean, I use I use them or I use some, uh, but I do feel like it is extremely absurd i guess because they tend to often have that you know masculinity weirdness all over them yeah definitely um yeah it is uh yikes Mark, what is the texture of your your natural beard texture i mean i always think it's pretty rough um uh, but i haven't felt many other men's beards you have um, a, I, he's, it's, I think it's a pretty soft beard because I, I get drunk and start talk and start <laughs> touching, touching beards. Like if, if, yeah, it's, I if, mean, if it's coming down between you and and Lebchansky's beard, you have a softer beard. Really? Huh? Yeah. Although his has had placenta on it. Oh, right. <laughs> if only I had had some placenta on mine. Uh... It'd be silky like that, like that golden horse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But so yeah, like my my boy, he's he's beardy, and um, he uses one of the beard creams and it really makes a difference, but his beard is naturally like Brillo pad beard. So if he doesn't cream it. Yeah. And if I don't like, if I don't oil it in general, it just gets very like, very like rough. So I generally put on uh, some, some oil after I bike to work. I usually I'll wash my face in the bathroom and then I'll apply some beard oil. Um, But see, this is just, it's a whole, it's a whole world that I, it's foreign to me. I can never understand what it's like to have to maintain a beard. <laughs> You'll never understand. 
I've got on the other hand, lady I don't... shit I gotta take care of. Yeah, but... yeah. On the other hand, every uh, every other aspect of my hygiene ritual is like much simpler <laughs> than is traditionally expected of women. So, oh. Uh, anyway, uh, next question. It's another hit from Beck Poppins. What celebrity has the most delicate butt? Delicate most butt. delicate. Pounded in the delicate butt. <laughs> but gently, gently. Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> it is a delicate butt. Yeah, no, I, think, I think the Chuck Tingle. Um... Yoga butt? Yoga butt? What? Yeah, like, you know, like it's a yoga butt. So it's like slim, but muscular, but still like very like slim. I call them teacup bottoms, you know, because it's like so the tiny little bottom, you can fit the whole thing in a teacup. I don't know. I feel like. Oh, wait, are we only talking about male celebrities, too? No, I think, well, we, we'll, we'll open the field to all genders. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Ellen Page has quite a delicate butt. Oh, Ellen Page has a very delicate butt. I never played that video game. <laughs> <laughs> womp womp. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen Ellen Page's butt. Well, I, I, well, yeah, I guess I have seen it in a video game. <laughs> <laughs> Shame on you. I've seen it in uh, Whip It. Is that the movie where she's a roller derby girl? Um, anyway, she's the, the movie where she does roller derby. It's great. Yeah, and, yeah. I think that's she's got a very delicate. Who could have ever guessed that Ellen Page was a lesbian? Julian Anderson would have a delicate butt. A fairly delicate. Right, right, right. Like, not so much that, like, a teacup bottom, not so much like the size of a teacup, but that you would feel appropriate resting a teacup upon. Mm-hmm. Like, one of uh, the one with the mustache protector. Like, yes, this is an appropriate thing to be done to this yeah. fine this butt. bottom. Refined butt. Oh, that's a, yeah, yeah. I mean, delicate is, there's a lot of, um, a lot of interpretation there for what it can mean. Indeed. Yeah, that is true. Um, hmm. Like one that would be the most abused by a paddling. <laughs> so Benedict Cumberbatch there. Oh. Because then you have the mm-hmm. whole, like, like the British boarding school experience. <laughs> that means it's already been paddled a lot, so it's, you know. He doesn't. But, yeah, actually. It's a totally undelicate butt. That's like a calloused butt of the world. Oh, my God. I've seen his butt in a, I, there was one night when I was like, I'm in the mood for something, for, for an, uh, my friends call them you know, uh, arranging matches movies from the Eddie Izzard bit where he's talking about British films. It's like, uh, Sebastian, what are you doing? I'm just arranging matches. <laughs> oh, I'd better go. I think you better oh, I, I guess you better had. <laughs> For just like where things, you know, very calm British things were nothing. And I watched, um, I think it's called To the Ends of the Earth or Ends of the World. It's about being on a long boat to Australia. <laughs> In like 1870, and it's got Benedict Cumberbatch, and I only ever—it's a miniseries, and I only ever watched the first one. But he is—he uh, is naked at one point. You see his skinny little bum. <laughs> it's as flat and angular as his face. <laughs> Not surprising. They—they <laughs> they paddled everything out of it. Mm-hmm. Nothing left. Now I'm just thinking about the piano, um, the the movie by. Uh, Jane Campion, where you see Harvey Keitel's butt a lot, and that is not a delicate butt. 
there's nothing delicate about Harvey Keitel in any sense. Yes, yes, that is true. <laughs> to bring it back to Oprah Magazine, it had a in the in the whole sex feature, it had like a little um, oh a flow chart of like you know in the center, it's like I want to have better sex. What's the it's like I need inspiration, and it's it had you know a couple of suggestions of sexy movies, and the piano is one of them. They were what? Like, <laughs> it is a sexy movie, despite being such not a sexy movie. Yeah, I, yeah. They, I guess. Like like the caption was basically like the lumpy Harry Harvey Keitel, and I'm like, I, I get it, Oprah Magazine, I get it. <laughs> I wonder, you know that it was just one person who was like, well, we've got to put the piano with Harvey Keitel in this. And and somebody else was like, what? And they're like, yeah, definitely. It's literally (laughs) Oprah Oprah made the call. (laughs) Stedman's like, (laughs) oh. I'm sure Stedman's kind of lumpy. I feel like he would have a delicate butt. Do you? Hmm. Hmm. Oprah only demands the most, the finest, most delicate butt. The finest. Stedman's delicate butt. Oh, pounded in the butt. Pounded, pounded in the butt. butt. By Stedman's delicate butt. <laughs> oh. Well, Photoshop we're now being that. sued by Oprah Magazine. Uh, you want one more? Yeah, yeah. Another another hit from Beck. Um, I feel like this ties into a lot of uh of the sort of ebooks I've been reading lately. Which one of you is the detective and which is the scrappy sidekick with a gambling habit? Is I'm... this question heteronormative? I mean, I, I'm the sidekick, right? Yeah, I don't know if you have a gambling habit, though. Yeah, I, I, I it's probably like I buy, like, pipes and shit. <laughs> like, I, think I, you, just... I think you might have a club foot. <laughs> I, have, I have a cargo bike. <laughs> it's terrible. It's like a club foot. Well, yeah. I just, I'm just i trying to figure, like, I assumed the era is that, you know, we're we're Victorian, but I guess it could be, we could be like scrap, you could be a scrappy 30s. Yeah, yeah. Well, even though you did just lose your hat. My nick, my nickname is like Matches or something. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm I'm a shoeshine boy and I'm perpetually drunk. <laughs> and uh, I'm always uh, cross-dressing to get into the, into the gentlemen's clubs. Right, to, right. To find out, um. Or it's probably that you just go into the gentlemen's clubs and no, and like they 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 respect you enough that they're not gonna they're not gonna be dicks about. So I'm just cross dressing for sport, right? As opposed to professionally. And Martha can be the um the 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 uh, ingenue, the ingenue, <laughs> or I was gonna think the uh, the lady in distress that we have to assess. Oh. You, you're Lots the one. Trouble though, so you got to be careful. Or the murderer. Mm. Or both. I, am, I, am I do have baddie tendencies. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I haven't watched. I think I haven't seen, but I know a lot of people have seen as the, the whole Mrs. Fisher's oh, other so mysteries. I tell, I tell watched you one. Them, They're so good. Um, it's Australian and it's based on a book series, and she wears fantastic 1930s outfits and 20s outfits and wonderful cloche hats and solves mysteries. And has a little gun, and it's just—it's like—it's like me in my mind. Yeah, <laughs> she's very sassy. Like I just like pull up in my Hispano Suiza and shoot somebody with a tiny Derringer, and like that's I keep in my garter. Like that's just that's my my inner life is very like that. Is there kissing? There's um. Well, she has a series of lovers. Oh, perfect. 
And then she also has sort of a burning attraction to the police officer. Sounds good. Oh, there, sort of a, there's, a wi- two, there's two communists who are like, or at least in the first one, there's two like communists who are like, like, uh, they're kind of her like Baker Street boys. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Yeah, so there's, there's a, a theme of communists. Nice. Sexy communists. communists. They're not that sexy. Oh. They're kind of lumpy, but... Yeah. Well, well. lumpy's in. Haven't you read Oprah Magazine? (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. (sighs) Well, this has been a wonderful chatting with you, Martha. Absolutely my pleasure. Martha is my favorite. That's that's my endorsement for Martha. She's like my sister. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, tell people where to find you on the internet, Martha. You can find me on the internet on Twitter all the darn time. I am at mostly Martha, and I am mostly always there. And that's a movie, right? Mostly Martha. Yeah, it's a German food movie that they remade in America as No Reservations, and that's why I can't get the URL for MostlyMartha.com because they still want like seven thousand dollars for it, even though that was fifteen years ago. Boo. Ah. And they didn't call the American version mostly Martha anyway. Boo. <laughs> and uh, I am I'm Whitney Arner on Twitter. And I, uh, I am at Mark Popham at Twitter. At, and we, we are at I haven't seen on Twitter and I haven't seen that dot com and you know, I I haven't checked in a while. We could have like thirty iTunes reviews. Who knows? I haven't looked. <laughs> I don't use iTunes. <laughs> I don't know. Winamp forever. <laughs> oh, Winamp still exists. It's still whipping the llama's ass. Oh, man. That was the only MP3 I used to have. You know what I used to do in college? I used to make Winamp skins of various anime and video game characters. Oh, I'm that's, so happy. That's where I learned how to use um, like, like Photoshop. Oh, that's so good. Actually, it was Paint Shop. It was Paint Shop Pro. Oh. A pirated version of Paint Shop Pro that I used to make Kenshin anime. Win up skin. Yeah. Yep. Put that on your resume. <laughs> uh, Mark and I are still raising money for charity. We have just, uh, we've raised a bunch, but it would be nice to raise more. Go look on I haven't seen that.com for a place to donate. You can just throw in $10. It'd be great. It, it you know, it, 826NYC is about teaching kids how to write creatively. So, you know, when when you're helping them learn to write, you are possibly creating the next generation's Chuck Dingle. Oh, I thought it was going to be of you guys because, like, because you met at the Governor's School for the Arts thing. But, <laughs> but yeah, Chuck Tingle's good too. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I guess we that's... we might be actually having like a live. Well, the, well, it wouldn't be a performance thing, but we might be at a bar fundraising. Yeah, we'll we'll update. Yeah. I'll... When we get more information. Anyway, it's been super fun talking to you, Martha. It's been super fun talking to you. And it's, I guess it's been fun talking to you, Mark, but we do the same thing. Not special like you, Mark. You're not. You're just not. You've got too much beard. Oh, no. <laughs> you have just enough beard. Thank you. All right, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.